Well, good afternoon. It's weird saying good afternoon because yeah. normally I say good morning. It's uh, episode 34 of Reading Reflections, and we're just we're messing with all y'all's heads because, uh, you know, first and foremost, JB's out of town, but there is a two Josh minimum for this <laughs> podcast to go forward. So I said, you know, we ought to bring LaBarba back. Yeah. And uh, which I don't, you haven't been on since we gave you that nickname. No, have not. But you've kind of run with it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's kind of interesting too with everything that's been going on. You know, you get baptized, you new life, new name. So I'm down with that. La Barba. La Barba. I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. Well, hey, we're uh, we're coming to you from the church lobby. JB is out of town this week. So we aren't recording in the studio. Uh, if the audio sounds different, it's because we're recording on a little microphone plugged into my iPhone. <laughs> That's right. For all you Android users, I'm sure they make gadgets for your phones too. I don't know. But we've got a microphone plugged into my iPhone. We're just hanging out here today. And it, I really didn't want to fly solo on this episode. Right. Because I gave the message yesterday. And that seems like it would be like incredibly self-serving for me to just like... Get on here and I could see that. Talk about my own message. Right. Your message was really but, good, but you also well, you also know you invited the right guy because I'm not going to blow sunshine up your. I know. And I'll tell you how it's going to be. I, I and that's appreciate how it is because the truth is the truth, no matter what, right? It is, no matter but, where it comes from. But hey, uh, we do have to stick with tradition, and we're going to first right. start by talking about our coffee. So today, because uh, not only do I not really know anything about video or audio, that's all JB. Uh, I don't know anything about brewing fancy coffee. That's all JB. So as do I. I'm really no, nothing. I, I think my only real contribution to the podcast is being like the bald guy who <laughs> says good morning. I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you're good at it though. Which you know, I mean, everyone's got to have their thing, right? And that's my thing, right. and I'm good with it. But yeah. so, so uh, Labarba went and picked up coffee from uh, our local Five Lakes, right downtown Sturgis here, and you grabbed me the light roast. Yes. Now, did you happen to see what what uh, bean is that? Did it so, uh, so I went and I followed your directions, and I asked for an Ethiopian, and they looked at me like I didn't know what I was talking about. So they knew, and then uh, they had a Nicaraguan. Okay, light. so that's it's a Nicaraguan. It's Nicaraguan okay. because she turned around and said, "Well, today we have Nicaraguan, this and the other," and so I got you the light roast. Okay, so I'm drinking a, a Nicaraguan light roast from Five Lakes, and it's quite good. I'm trying to see if there's any notes, but what are you drinking? Because so, we're drinking different things today. I may or may not have made a huge mistake <laughs> because as I looked. I saw something called Dark and Angry Brew, and I said, you know, that sounds like me. So I hooked up with one of those, and then come to find out, they said it's very high in caffeine. Yes. So, Frank, I'm as happy as you are on a great <laughs> beard day with half a pot of Folgers in. This is really good, but I'm kind of scared of it a little, not going to lie. Yes, for so, those of you that don't know, Angry Brew, that's like a highly caffeinated uh, blend at Five Lakes. So you're going to be really... Really excited here pretty quick. Oh, it's very uh, delicious, but I'm going to slide it a little farther out of reach because... Okay, now, are there any tasting notes that you're detecting in that angry brew, mm. or is it just pure rage and... Uh, There's a little bit of rage, but okay. peace to go with it because it is quite flavorful. Okay. But it is a dark roast. I mean, it's 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 good. It's got a lot of flavor to it, but like I said, I've already had half a pot of Folgers this morning, so I'm probably playing with fire here, but... See, I would say this Nicaraguan, like... The thing I like about the Ethiopians is it's fruity. Uh, this is—I wouldn't say that this is fruity. It's mm. more of a like a nutty. I wouldn't say this like is a fruity. nutty kind I of flavor. This, this so. isn't fruity at all. This is more like 
Earthy. Earthy? Earthy. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And we know that if you say it's earthy, it's earthy. Yeah. Because you're the guy that, that knows. Yeah, and I won't so. take I won't take half <laughs> points for earthy or anything like that. You know, it's either all in or not. Well, I mean we'd have to talk, we'd have to ask like Paul or Jared or somebody right. like somebody. What, what is the anger brew supposed to taste like? A Q grader, right? A Q grader. But I mean but they would know. They would probably right. know what it's supposed to taste like. I honestly think that maybe they make that stuff up though, really. Well, really? okay, I mean, some of them you have to think that because so you weren't able to make it. But when we had the coffee party and we talked about this before, oh, yeah. right? Like one of the one of the beans that we had, one of the tasting notes on the bag was lucid, which isn't. Oh, even that's a not even flavor. a flavor. That's a state of mind. So it's like, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's like, how is that a so angry, how is that a angry brew note on your? I don't know where we're supposed to look with this camera. So that, this, that's like right here. Okay. Right right. There. Yeah, I know. This is totally different than the last yeah. time. So I'm, I'm just messing with you here. So this isn't lucid right at the moment, but if I finish the whole thing, it probably will be all right. Now you think you would go beyond lucid? Could <laughs> Maybe be. depending on the Could caffeine be. content. Could of this. be. I'd be curious. Uh, I don't know if, if Paul watches this, but if he does, I'd be curious. Like, what is the caffeine content of like a normal cup of coffee from five like so i'm drinking the, the light roast nicaraguan what's the caffeine content in a large which is what i've got in my hand compared to what's the caffeine content of a large angry brew which is what labarba's got in his hand carefully i just yeah you don't want to you know it's, it's radioactive right. yeah, a little bit. <laughs> as, as pastor ryan would say careful christian i got highly caffeinated i'm gonna push that off that's on the side right. and be careful with it no so so which i mean i again i it's not that i used to for a while i didn't do any caffeine just as a discipline felt like that was something i was supposed mm. to slow down i do caffeine again but as a practice i was actually convicted of this several months ago i don't do caffeine on days when i preach oh so well, that's a good it thing was, to it was, about. I was going into a message really tired. Uh, this was, again, this was a handful of months ago. And I was really tired. I was like, oh, man, like I got to go grab like a cherry Coke, you know, something, right, something. something with a little bit of punch right. or grab a coffee, something. Because, again, I'm not normally a coffee drinker. I just I do that for the podcast. Although I've started. I've started I'm, making pot of coffee at home. So... It's I'm, a ritual. I'm, uh, it's a ritual, I'm, right? I'm changing a little bit. It my, is. My it ritual is. is not as intense as JB's. My, my ritual is to get up and start the coffee and make lunches. And so while I'm doing other things to Folgers, it's like it's, set it's it and forget it, you know? Which, that's just my process for doing it. Because really, honestly, for me, coffee is, it's like gas. Really, that's how it is, and that's how I buy it too. You know, I go to the store and I get the cheapest, the most I can get for the cheapest, and put it in the tank. But I value the fact that other people want to have the premium stuff, and if they want to take the time to make the premium stuff and invite me to sample it, that's about you'll be okay with it. I'm not good with that, especially if it tastes like tart cherries. Yes, because so, tart cherries are awesome. There you go. So, but. but no, so I, it was a few months ago, and, and I was really tired. And, and I was like, oh, I got to find something with some caffeine in it. And, and I just felt like Holy Spirit was like, oh, do you, you, you need some caffeine to get you through the day? Right. Is, is, that, is that what right. this is? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go without. And then so since then, that's been my practice. Well, that's a good on, thing, though. On weeks that I preach, I do it uncaffeinated. So that's good. I mean, that's good to listen. Yeah. Because I mean, that's, I, that's a little thing, but it's obedience to listen if, if you're using something that and Holy Spirit says, you know, hey, if you're doing this thing, I mean, it's like drinking and driving. 
Really? I mean, it's kind of correlates the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, there's things that you shouldn't do at a certain time, and if Holy Spirit tells you don't do this now, then do it. Because obedience. Obedience is key. Obedience is Obedience awesome. is key. I'll tell you that. Well, hey, like you said, you're not, uh, you're not the kind of guy that just blows smoke. Uh, so, yesterday's message, obviously, we continued in the book of Mark. Right. We did Mark chapters 2 and 3. Now, you were in for both services, because yes. you were on camera yesterday. Yep. Yep. So, I don't know if you were able to take notes at all, but... I what what were some things from yesterday's message that kind of that stuck out to you? Good, bad, or ugly? You know what that? Uh, you know. One of the best things, one of the things that I really enjoyed about the message, and one thing I guess, first of all, when I'm at church and I see the message live, that is not. I mean, if I watched it live and didn't review it later, I wouldn't get anything out of it. Mm. I'm just. For me, I'm so distracted by other things going around, and whether there's, I'm there's a lot of things happening. There's distractions. There's yeah. distractions. I mean, for me personally, being in uh, the worship center with a bunch of people is distracting to me because it is, and that's my issue, not anybody else's issues, right? So, the live and Holy Spirit tends to like if I'm watching or in, we get through the worship and I'm focused on worship, and the message starts. Um, typically for me, it seems like, and I don't know if it's what it is, but I get distracted even by the Holy Spirit will, you'll, you'll say something and I'll catch on to that. And my brain is processing that information and then the message may be over and I miss so much. Mm. So for me, myself, the most I get out of the teaching is watching it again. But do you feel like, I mean, which I think is a good practice, right? I mean, cause there are, th there are things where it's like, man, I need to. I need to have this concept reinforced, right? Exactly. I mean, that's one of the things we hope to do with the podcast is kind of reinforce some of the concepts that we discuss. Because to hear something in, in 30 to 40 minutes and be like, oh, that's the only time I ever need to hear this. I don't, I don't think that's you know, real practical. But, but there are also times, and you said this, you know, maybe Holy Spirit grabs your attention with something and you don't hear anything else. But it's also possible the only thing you needed to hear out of that message right, that, was that one yeah. thing that Holy Spirit drew your attention to. Exactly. Oh, it's it's challenging. My wife, Nicole, she like she really kind of helps reorient me uh, sometimes because, you know, there will be times where you give a message and you're like, oh, like, I just feel like that was like that didn't yeah. connect with anybody. And she says, well, maybe maybe it only connected with one person. But if that's the person that that message is for. Right then that's why you needed to give that message. And, and that's hard. Like, you know, as a communicator, right, you're in there and you got, yeah. you know, what, eight, 900,000 people right. every weekend. You want everybody you to want, come You up want front. everybody to, you to, want everybody to grab to, a hold yeah. of us. You know? I get <laughs> and, that. But that's not, that's not a realistic expectation, I don't think. Um, and what somebody gets out of it, you know, because maybe this stood out to you, but this mm -hmm. stood out to, to Timmy and this is what stood out to Susie. And, you know, there's great variance in the way that Holy Spirit uses it. So, well, and I think, I think, and not to get off, see with JB here, I'm afraid that we're just going to get on our rabbit trails, but that's, that's all right. That's, that's, that's the way my brain works. Man. So, so, but the thing is, is that Holy Spirit is the one that it only takes, maybe the word is for one person mm. and Holy Spirit can take the word. Check that. Um, it could change the whole world if one person receives the word from the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That and I'll, an example of that is something that in my study and I've been doing. Uh, John the Baptist 
stated he didn't know who Jesus was until the Holy Spirit came down upon him. So he was baptizing people and he knew the Messiah was coming, but he said, I didn't even know who he was until the Holy Spirit showed up. So John the Baptist, even though he was doing all these things and walking out in faith, doing all these things, he didn't even know until the Spirit came down. Mm. So John the Baptist, it was critical for him to get that revelation from the Holy Spirit. And it, how, how would that be? How would history, how would everything oh. change if that one person did not receive? Because, you know, John the Baptist is a human being, right? So if he was baptizing people for 40 years and never came across the Messiah, what would have happened? Hmm. You know, there's been other movements that have came and come, like like you've well, shared, other movements have come and petered out. Why? Because there was no understanding of who Jesus was, and the Holy Spirit had to say that to one person, hmm. and, it, and it kept going what what was supposed to happen well you go back to the message uh it's one of the last ones we did in the awakened series before we started mark uh and either pastor ryan or pastor brandon i can't remember which they were i think they were back to back but they talked about the ethiopian eunuch yes i think it was pastor ryan yeah, pastor ryan talked about the ethiopian eunuch and how like here's this one guy right philip by chance, you know? right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> quote unquote, for yeah. those of you that are listening, right? <laughs> it was a quinky dink, right? A little, right. little coincidence. That's called the Holy Spirit. He, that is, but, he comes yeah. across this guy riding a chariot, reading the scroll of Isaiah, and and he is prompted by Holy Spirit, "Hey, get up there! Like, you got to talk to this guy about the scriptures." And through that, this guy he gets baptized, and from what Pastor Ryan shared in that message, right? This this eunuch goes on to become kind of the pioneer of the Christian faith in the Ethiopian region, which again is not the country of Ethiopia, but a, a, a large section of Africa uh, at that time. Right. So, I mean, he was this one person, right? one, person. one encounter, one person obeying Holy Spirit. Exactly. One person responding to Holy Spirit. One person stepping into the role, their identity, yeah. right? Stepping into their identity. And from that, you have this exponential uh, change of an entire you know section of a continent. Right. It's so, so if you get discouraged when you're up there preaching because nobody's responding, there and if and if and knowing, knowing that when you go up and you say, "Look, these are the words that that the Holy Spirit has," and you are obedient to put the words out that the Holy Spirit, you know, let the Holy Spirit use you to preach to whoever. It may not even be anybody in here. Mm. It might be somebody online. But I know, just human nature is discouraging. Mm-hmm. Because you're given good stuff, right? And there's, when I think sometimes when there's not a huge response, it could be, as a human being, it could be um, disappointing because, yeah, well, because and, of that. And, and like the people, <clears throat> now we, we love our online. Oh, yeah. Too. But it's like, like we've got a special heartbeat for the people in the room. Like these are the people that I'm called to, right. to minister to, right? Like all of us pastors, right? Like these are the people we're called to. And again, we include our online family for sure, but it's we don't get to see them, so it's right. <laughs> it's so you hard, don't see the reaction. It's, it's harder to actually like you know have those 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 same type of interactions versus mm-hmm. hey dude, like I I can sit there and talk to you on a Sunday morning, right? Like that's a different right. level it's of interaction different. than what we can have with yeah. somebody who's who's uh, joining us online. And there's other thing too yeah. because if you if you think about it this way too is that. No matter what you do, the the message that you give in first service and second service are different. Even yeah. if even if just just a little, because tell me if I'm wrong, but 
there's been times when all the ministers have went up there and preached a, a first a first service message, right? And then because because of how I review things, I go to church first service, right? Mm-hmm. And I've seen that. But then later on, I go to to the second service, which is online, and there might be just a little nuance that's different. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my wife and I have said, "Oh, wait a minute." That's not, he didn't say that for, you know, but that's the little things they're there. And that's why for me, reviewing them is, makes a huge difference because you pick up on that stuff. The hard part of that, we've had people come to, to second uh, service. You already know where you're going. <laughs> They'd come to second service and maybe their friend told, was in first service mm. and they told them, oh, you got it, man. He talks about blah, 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 blah. And, and it's great. And then in second service, we don't talk about that. And so then they're like. Right. There was all this hype, and then there was nothing because you didn't talk about this thing that my friend said was so cool. Right. right. <laughs> oh, I mean, what are you gonna do? But though? yes, there is. Uh, there are times where there's, like you said, even if it's kind of small uh, nuance to each service, and and some. I mean, some of that could be a human element of like oh, we yeah. just forget what we said. Sometimes I, I legitimately believe it's. Holy Spirit might want to say something different to second service right. than he wanted to say to first service or to one person in second. I don't know. It's, right. I don't know. We try to wrap our brains around God. Yeah. We, we, we like to think that God thinks like we do, uh, but, <laughs> but we're often wrong. Often. So, uh, <laughs> and it's funny too, is because even, even when, like, for instance, when you really feel like Holy Spirit is like, about the time you figure, think that you know what Holy Spirit wants, <laughs> and it just all of a sudden you think that, you know, you feel like truly there's an understanding that you have, like a revelation that this is what's going to happen, this is what Holy Spirit is going to do. Such a sense of humor our God has, because it'll be like <laughs> 90 degrees, but it still serves the purpose the purpose right mm-hmm. and i think that's the thing that is amazing about our tell him he can't do something once <laughs> i mean really who who are we to say he can't or how he's going to do it one thing's for certain he's going to do what he's going to do mm-hmm. right whether try to stand in the way of that and see what happens try to see what happens right so that's the thing but to get back to your message one of the greatest things that I, or one of the things that I enjoyed about it was using volunteers to come up oh. and I enjoyed, <laughs> and I enjoyed because the Pharisees to me are kind of heroes mm. and I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this. I, I like, I like the Pharisees <laughs> and I'll tell you why, because, and people say journey, whatever their spiritual journey for me. And I try to always speak with, with me because this is how it is for me. It's not a journey as much as it's a relationship. You know, you don't have a journey. You know, maybe you go through life with your wife and have a journey, and you can call it that if you want. But for me, it's a relationship, right? And the Pharisees are the ones that when I look at them and what they did, the Pharisees are the ones that revealed to me that Jesus was a man. Just like me. Hmm. Un- unpack that a little bit. So, so for me in my life and my relationship with God, I didn't have a problem. I have never had a problem with understanding that God the Father is someone that is sovereign, 
right? I always understood that. And I always knew that as part of the Trinity, that Jesus, the Son of God, was and is sovereign, Mm. right? And I also would say that I understood, or I say understood, but I knew. Intellectually. 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 I knew because it says in the Bible that Jesus Christ from Nazareth came and was a man, right? But I could never... I could never understand the fact that he was a man like I'm a man, right? And he was. And the Pharisees sealed the deal on that because they could not accept the fact that a man just like me Mm. was God. Hmm. So that is one of the things, one of the many things in my relationship with all three, because they're different, that really sealed the deal as far as It's time to quit playing around, mm. you know? And we've had discussions about how I talk about things and stuff like that, <laughs> right? But, I mean, you get your poop in a group, whatever. It's different on the farm. We call it something else. And I'm not <laughs> convicted by that because poop is poop is poop. I, is I, poop. Would, I would actually agree with that. Gets me in trouble sometimes. But, but. <laughs> church people, sometimes I love church people because I was a church person, you know. I'm not, But I understand that there is, you know, you're supposed to, because the scripture says, you know, no, don't let any unclean thing come out of your mouth, right? So let's just do that. But when you decide what the unclean thing is, are you playing God? Because God decides what it is. So if the Holy Spirit, one of the three tells you, or I'll just say tells me, that in a situation where I'm describing poop and I'm with a chicken farmer who is buying poop and he and I are okay with saying poop, then we'll say poop. <laughs> and I'm not going to be convicted, because not because... Not because I'm trying to disobey, because believe me, I'm not trying to disobey nobody at Mm. all. Any of the three. Obedience is key, right? But there's also the relationship. Mm. And if you know what your relationship is, and you know, because the Holy Spirit tells you, right? Then, Then why worry about it? And I think that sometimes it stops you from having realistic conversations with people because you're afraid of hurting their feelings, this and that and the other. But I also know, know your audience. Because I mean, oh, I wouldn't which, walk I mean, into my which mom is, Which is important. You know, yeah. but, but it's not know your audience. It's not. Because who cares what your audience is, really? Well, what, what, to, what, to a certain extent, right? I mean, Paul, Paul talks about the idea of there are things that are, it's a matter of conscience. Right. But for some people, and this, this, this gets messy because some people want to extrapolate this and apply it to everything. Right. Yes. And, you know, because Paul tells us, hey, there are these things that are matters of conscience where for if you believe it's a sin and you do it, then it's a it, sin. Yeah. But if that same thing, if if I'm not convinced in my mind and heart that that's a sin, then then it's not a sin. And I'll double tap on double click on that a yeah. little bit. But the thing is, is that you don't decide in your mind when you turn your life over completely to Jesus the Father and the Holy Spirit. It's not you making that decision. It's the Holy Spirit. Because he's the one. I mean, it says, in, you know, ask for wisdom and you'll receive it. So if you got a question about what you should say, this and that and the other, 
then then ask for it and he'll give it to you mm. right you know but i also know i mean there is common sense too you know you don't go into a, a room and 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 offend people right but, well, but, 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 I but think, that's where i think that that matter of conscience comes in right because because and you and i have had oh, kind yeah. of this conversation right like if there's something like if, if it's not offensive to me now where where I yeah now we'll get a little side <laughs> yeah, but, so like, but if it's not offensive to me like I don't I don't believe that it's sinful for you to, to use that right right as long as right because when when we see let no one wholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what's helpful for building others up that it may benefit those who listen right as long as we got some we got some nice background stuff going yeah, on that's here. good uh, man it's <laughs> future leaders right there that's what we right. got it's good stuff. Uh, you know, as long as what is being said is not demeaning or Correct. derogatory yeah. towards another human being, <laughs> this is called live, right? Here. Right. This is we don't we don't mess around here at Radio Live Church in the lobby. We don't have the uh, we don't have the nice uh, uh, soundproof studio, so you just oh. get this raw and uncut, ladies uncut. and gentlemen, <laughs> raw and uncut. Uh, I mean, so so I think that's some of the criteria that we look at. I would say things that are actual profanity, taking something that is holy and, yeah. and, and belittling that, right? right? The use of, of the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. A, that, see, that's something that's expletive, right? That's like, not it's cool. like, mm, like that's, that's off the table, right? We, yeah. are, to, we are to honor the, na- the name of the Lord, uh, not use it Absolutely. as a, you know, you stub your toe and you're, you're angry. Right. Um, yeah. So I think there are some. Pastor Ryan has talked about this before. There are there are solid lines, you know, traffic. Oh yeah, yeah. There are solid lines. You can't cross that. No. Yep. But there, there are sometimes there are these dotted lines. There for some people. Oh yeah, hey, I can right. in the right situation, right. I can go across that line. Whereas for other people, maybe that same exact same thing is a is a solid line. Right. I, I, it gets it gets messy. I think, but, but, but I and I and I appreciate that analogy. But for me, I think it's a solid line. But everybody's solid line is different because there's a line and this is this is something that somebody spoke into me one of the one of the one of the um most influent in why you say influential influential supervisors that i've ever had before um when i sat down and there's people maybe that watch this podcast that do know or don't know that know who this is or have had this talk but what he used to do is he'd sit down with you and take a piece of paper and he'd draw a line right down the middle of it and he would say, when you're doing your job, the job that you do, this is the line that you don't cross. Mm-hmm. And this is the, the, between good and evil is the line, right? And when you're doing certain things, you're tasked with certain jobs. When you're a warrior, your line is different than somebody else's line. Mm-hmm. But I you know, have permission from him as my supervisor to work right up to that line. And you're the only person that knows what that line is. And you can work right up to that line. But once you cross that line, then that's where you need to figure out. You, you can't cross that line. And the Holy Spirit, for me, is the one that makes that line. right? So I can operate right up to that line in good faith. Mm. But Holy Spirit's the one that's going to tell me what that is. Yeah. You know? No, and so. we and we do have, right, in scripture, and this is why I say there are definitely some things that are it's universal across the board. Hey, you don't cross this line. In in no situation can you say, oh well, like this thing that y'all are calling sexual immorality, that's a dotted line for me. I can go no, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah like, there's there, there's there, there's there are things there. that are like there's 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 an absolute 
some things really are black and white. Right. Right. Like, I mean, right. I mean, you read scripture and it's like, nope, this is wrong. There's, there's no situation in which this thing is okay. And then there are the matter, you know, the examples Paul uses are, um, I think in Galatians or Colossians or both, you know, he says, Hey man, you think this day is more important than this day, whatever. Cool. Like right. if you believe that that's like a day and you want to use that to honor God, cool. But maybe you think a totally different right. day is, is cool. Whatever. Just, just live into that matter of conscience. You think it's wrong to eat meat sacrificed to an idol? Don't eat meat sacrificed right. to an idol. But maybe Billy Bob thinks it's totally cool. Right. There's no, that doesn't grate against his conscience at all. So there, there, that's where that, that relativity comes in. I hate to use that word because it's, sin is it, sin it can is be sin. misleading. Yeah. And that's where there, yeah, there right. are definitely some things though that are like universal across the board. This right. is this isn't compatible with the life Jesus calls us to. So right, and that's like one of the, one of his other things that he would tell us is if you have to, if you even if the thought even crosses your mind to pick up the phone and call me and ask me if you should be doing what you're doing, then you should not be doing it. You should not be doing that poop if you have to call me. That's right? right. So and that's the same thing. What a good example, though. I mean. And that's where my struggle is with this particular issue is because it says in here, don't let any unclean thing come out of your mouth. So it's like, you know, how about we just do that and not worry about it? But then, you know, in the other point is when you're talking to somebody and you want to share the love of Jesus with them and you, you want to have a real conversation with somebody. I don't know. Paul says he became all things to all so that some might be saved. Right. But I think there are, and you, you know this better than probably 99.9% of the people that are watching or listening, right? Like sometimes to connect with certain people, mm. there are certain things you have to do. Absolutely. That might appear like they've crossed the line. Right. Well, what about David? Is that, what, is what that, did, is that yeah, a that's, fair way? That's to, a fair way. And I mean, so. and, and to make it real for the people that are watching or listening or whatever happens with this whole thing, because who knows? Who knows? I can't, who knows if I it's can't see if it's even still recording. <laughs> but when you, when you, when you, uh, and I'm not going to overshare a whole lot, but when you stack, I mean, when you go into, uh, let's say you're doing a search warrant in a house for meth, and you know there's eight people in there that are using meth, and you go in at midnight and you hit the door and enter their house, you don't say, well, hello, kind people. Would thou please put thy hands behind the back? <laughs> That's right. And if thou not do that, I shall tase thee. That's, That's right. not how it works. If you thou shalt use, have any meth, if thou please, would, please put it in put it on my table. <laughs> and a full confession would be nice as well. Thank you very much. That's not how it works. And... That's not how it works. Mm. I mean, you have to be able to speak. When, when you are sent into a situation, especially to fight a battle... Or I think, because you're supposed to go out, and if you have a purpose that you're supposed to do something, and you need to use the language of the people mm. to register with them, then I think I know that the Holy Spirit tells me where that is, what mm. that language is, right? So, but I, you know, but that's not language that you would use on us, you know, in any other. Right, you're not Man, you're not you gonna use that in conversation no. with your barista at, at no, Five Lakes. No, because I mean, it's not to bless somebody. Right. And you know what? Using the words that I or other people use to to do what we did, 
that did bless people. Mm. Some people, some not so much, but some it did because some some of the people that that did have that contact were blessed because it turned their life around. Mm. So, I mean, if somebody wants to condemn me for saying you know this, that, and the other, that's cool with me. But I'm not gonna wrestle with that. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a that's not a weight you need to carry. No, no, no. Because no. I can forgive. Because I'll tell you, there's been times when I thought about you know, I know I need to use the proper language for the proper time and place. And I know that, you know, that was a confliction for me when I used to, you know, think about how I used to talk to people. Well, I needed to talk to them to keep myself safe, you know, because I shouldn't even be here. Mm. You know, I shouldn't. And I'm not going to, you know, have unforgiven, you know, because the Holy Spirit will tell me if I need to be convicted about it. And I'm not. So it's over and done with mm. for me. No. You know, but it doesn't good. mean not to be cognizant of, what you're doing in the future, you know, you can be forgiven for for whatever in the past, but going forward, it's in my head now mm. as to be thinking thought. You know, I wouldn't talk with my kids or my mom, or you know, I right. wouldn't talk with them yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So I yeah. don't do, you know. But yeah, on the other hand, if I run into a fellow fellow warrior that I know who he is and what we share a relationship, so I know what I can say to that person and not offend them, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm not convicted about it, and I'm good with that. Because the Holy Spirit hasn't convicted me of it. Now, tomorrow, if I wake up in the morning and I put my feet on the ground and Holy Spirit says, pardon me, from now on, you're not going to talk like that. Oh, then guess man. what? I ain't talking like that. Which, I mean, that ties into one of the things we're talking about yesterday, right? That authority, right? Mm. Like, like for you, like even though right now, today, it's not a big deal. Tomorrow, if Holy Spirit brings the conviction that this is something that you need to cut out, then okay. it's done. Then, I mean, then, then you've done. got two choices. Right, and we've talked about yeah. it. Right? Are you going to obey or are you going to disobey? Yeah, and I, I mean, and I'll err on the side of being obedient, even if even if it is uncomfortable for me or anybody mm-hmm. else around me. I will err on the side of being obedient than not, because mm-hmm. I think I mean, here's the thing for me: it's a miracle that I'm here. It's a miracle that I mean, really, honestly, and we've talked about. I just took a breath, you know. I just took another one. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's a miracle. For me, it's finally sunk in that, and I don't know what, you know, I am not immortal. Mm-hmm. I wasn't immortal, <laughs> right? Did you used to think so, though? That's all. <laughs> well, I mean, you tell me. Three guys going into a house that should not have, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, I would say that I have risked over, you know, risk to my health and my life for stupid reasons, Mm -hmm. really. And I think what God has really impressed upon my heart is, look, man, you've had multiple chances. I've saved your butt many, many times. And there is a limit. I mean, you tell me, the, the children, the same God that we worship today, God the Father, is the same today, yesterday, the God that was here before, after, when the earth was being formed, right? And he punished people, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. We, we, that's, that's one of the, in a, in a culture where we, we subscribe to this, like, just love every. which, I mean, as, as followers of Jesus, we are, are called to love everybody. Right. But we, we sometimes overcorrect, and we 
overemphasize this idea of like we just got to love man it's like yeah. it's the 60s or 70s all over again and they like, just love everybody man love them enough to tell them the truth and and this is where we forget that yes part of his innate character right the character of god is is love but it's also justice right it's For real he he is a merciful god but you can't get away from the idea of wrath in scripture and he doesn't <clears throat> He doesn't stop being merciful to dole out wrath. He doesn't, he doesn't like, like, oh, I got to put on my justice hat today, so I'm going to take off the loved one. No, I mean, he is all of these things always. Uh, You know, sometimes people read the the conquest where uh, Joshua leads, which, you know, Joshua leads the people into the land of Canaan. And, And at first glance, this looks brutal. Oh, yeah. Because God is like, hey, go and wipe them out. Like, these people need to get wiped out. Right. And we think, well, that's kind of a jerk move. God, what's that all about? And you, and you don't go back to Genesis 15, where God is making the promise to Abraham that someday his descendants will inherit this land of Can- right. that we, we would call Canaan. And he says, but not yet. Because... Man, I, we're going to give them some more time. They haven't gotten to the point yet where they actually like need to be punished to that extent. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, we, we look at the wrath and think God's kind of a jerk, but we don't factor in the, the centuries of mercy that he extended to right. these people. Well, and that's what, I, for me, I think that the God, the Father, has made it apparent to me that it's not, you know, you've had... You've had your chances to, you know, and it's all up to us, really. That's the thing about their whole wrath thing. I mean, you can believe or you can't believe, mm-hmm. you know. And if you believe, then you have to understand that it's just like your relationship with your, your dad here. Really, I mean, that's a great, great way to, I mean, I have a great dad, and I know you have a great dad, mm-hmm. right? And they try to teach you things. Growing up, as you know, and you either listen or you don't. But there's punishment for not listening. Mm-hmm. I got my butt spanked. You know, awful. <laughs> and I and I and I got my. You know, I got mine. Like two or three times, I remember getting it. I mean, really getting it. You know, with a belt. I mean, I got it, but I knew why I got it, and it was not abuse. I mean, whatever it was, no, no. I got. It. I knew. I knew what I got it for, and it changed my thinking. And what changed my thinking more than getting smacked on the butt with a belt was my dad in tears afterwards, mm. saying, "I love you. Pull your head out of your butt." Mm. Right. And the thing is, is that I went through so much. It's really weird. I accepted Jesus when I was eight, and I'm forty-eight. Forty years. It's a coincidence, right? <laughs> But, you know, I just don't want to be disobedient because, you know what? God the Father has said, it's, it's, you, you're done. With the, it's either now or never, you know? And it's either, for me, that's the choice that I have to make. And, and then you go, okay, so that's that relationship. And then you go, okay, well, what about Jesus? Well, Jesus was a man just like me who died on a cross. And for how many years of my life, I knew that. But I walked right by the cross and spit on his sacrifice. Because I knew, right? Because I knew what he did, but I didn't grab onto that. You know, because I knew it was God and not mm-hmm. Jesus who was a man just like me. 
you know. And that's where when we talk about the Pharisees, because the Pharisees couldn't just couldn't wrap their heads around it because they're just like it's just a dude. He's the dude that hangs out with the fishermen <laughs> who that's right. fishermen are some rough rough dudes. Well, I you mean, know? And that was so, where like you know we talked yesterday about Matthew, the tax collector, but fishermen, right? These are not these are not good people. <clears throat> well, not that. <laughs> but I mean, these are not like your 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 most upstanding citizens. These are pretty rough and tumble kind of guys. Right. The fisherman. I mean, he's got a tax collector. One of his disciples is a zealot, right? This is somebody right. whose whose mission in life is to overthrow the Roman government. Right. I mean, like <laughs> he collects this this really eclectic group of dudes, uh, none of whom probably looked like what anyone in the religious establishment thought was a right. good candidate right. for ministry. No. Like no no local churches probably would have hired any of these guys as pastors. I mean, but these right. are the guys that Jesus is like, you, yeah, you. Uh come on. Come right. on. Let's go. It's like it blows my mind too because you think like like I grew up doing a lot of fishing and stuff like that in Tippy Dam up north. Salmon fishing up there. Go up to Tippy if Viewers, listeners, if you've never been salmon fishing, go up to Tippy Dam and prepare to be offended. Because I'll tell you, elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder, fights break out. That's the kind of combat fishing they call it. Because the salmon, salmon come up and you're going to get yours. That's how, I mean, really. Huh. It's, it's, so to me, like you talk about Jesus going down and saying, hey, follow me, right? I think of fishermen that way, right? So, um, Simon and Andrew, right? They go to go out fishing, and John and James are with their dad. They are they already headed out early because they wanted to get to the spot first. And so here comes because this is what and Simon Simon and Andrew come rowing up in their boat, and they see, and they're in our spot, <laughs> jerk bags. Yeah. Our spot. And they're like, "Oh, you son of a basket weaver, you're in my spot." No, that's not how it went down. You know, because I've been around fishermen, I know. You know. The words were flying because they're fishermen, right? And this is their living. Yeah. Right? So it's not not just a no. hobby. This is this is the way that I this is the way I feed my so family. So they're feeding their family. Money. And yeah. Somebody's in their spot, right? So to me, and that's the whole thing, you know, the actual realization that Jesus Christ was here, you know, because atheists will tell you that he was here. They won't argue that, right? Well, if if they. If they actually pay attention to historical records, they you'd, well, be, yes. you'd be hard pressed right. to to make a case that the person of Jesus never, never lived. Yeah. Like you, it, there's no way. So I yeah, mean, you're, you're being kind of intellectually lazy uh, right. if, you, if you try to make that case. But I mean, to know to actually know that he's a dude like me, that, and then on top of that, went and suffered on the cross, and went through that agony for me, and it's easy. I mean, it's that's where it has an impact for me mm-hmm. because I can't really wrap my head around God, the father who is the um, sovereign one making that sacrifice because he's the sovereign one and Jesus Christ was, was him as well, but he's a man, right? And there's been people, I think, you know, for me with my life, um, I've had the honor of working with people and being in battles with people who were willing to take a bullet for me. Literally. Literally take Literally, a bullet. Literally, right? Yeah. And what a representation of, and don't get me twisted, they're human beings too, but so was Jesus, right? And I 
can understand that's where it makes sense to me in my life is because there's been guys that I and women that I've worked with that would sacrifice that for me, right? But they sacrificed for each other. But Jesus came and sacrificed for everyone. Mm-hmm. Even those of us who for 40 years could not grasp it. And I don't even know why, mm-hmm. you know, but I know now. And the thing is, is there's no going back when you realize that, right? And then throw the Holy Spirit in the mix too. Because... Without the Holy he's, Spirit, he's in the mix. Because without the Holy Spirit, is it a he though? He should be in the mix. Is it but, he? Uh, I think the references typically right. the the references are, are masculine. Right. But. So so because that's another thing I was thinking about this morning. So okay, but we won't get down there. Right? I see. Are we going? Well, let's I mean, not even nothing, go down there. Nothing's off limits. Okay. Nothing's so off limits. so okay. So for you and I, for our relationship with the Heavenly Father, with Jesus, and all the you know. For me, I don't always know that the Holy Spirit is one or the other. Hmm. Because there's been moments in my life with Holy Spirit now, since November, that the the message, the speaking, the tone is not masculine. Uh, do you think, though, that's, that's colored by our culture? Right? Like, we... Mm-hmm. Like we live in a culture, and I actually think to get sideways on a sideways thing, right? I think I think this has contributed largely to our 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 gender confusion, right? Because we've got pretty narrow ideas of what is masculine and what is feminine. Um, so so maybe in our culture we think, oh, well, this tone isn't really masculine. Well, maybe not in our culture, right? But I don't, I know I don't, for me the tone is different. So I don't know how to wrap, I, you know, and I, you know, maybe five years from now, after I've spent more time asking for wisdom, maybe that'll be made apparent to me. But I know now, right now, today, if you, you asked me to pick one or the other, I couldn't. See, and I, w- I would base it on what, what do we see in Scripture? And, the, and, and I would point to the references, again, and maybe is this written only because of the culture it was written to? I don't know. But, I mean, this, the references that we have, like, when he, the he, spirit right, of truth, right. comes. I mean, so, so the references we see in Scripture are masculine. Um, yeah, and I, and I think sometimes it's us trying to, like, project our human experience I mean, because we, I mean, and I don't think it's wrong for us to try to make sense of God. Right. You know, but, but we have to always recognize our ability to do so is limited by the fact that we aren't God. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, and that's the thing is it go, goes back to if you seek wisdom, ask for it. Mm. Because I'm here to tell you, I don't know. Mm. You're right. You know, and, and maybe after we get done today, then I'll be like, hey, that'll be my next project that I needed to research. Right. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But. You, and you're, you're not the only one. I think, and now this is this is a movie, and we know how I feel about artistic uh, interpretations of things. But, but I think it's uh, oh, it's the oh, movie. what was that the movie? Shack. The Shack, yeah. And I think they depict Holy Spirit as a as a woman, right? Um, so, but not to interrupt you because I don't, just, you know, whatever. But I would really be interested in knowing, and maybe maybe Pam, maybe does Pam watch the Pam? Uh, she Pastor might. Pam. Maybe she, she watches her. What would a woman's feeling be about the same discussion? If it was two women mm-hmm. talking about it, would there be a different? Maybe that's, maybe that's, that's a really good question. Hey. Maybe maybe not. Maybe but hey, 
in the comments. But in the comments. In the comments. <laughs> tell us if we're if we're you know thinking crazy or what. Or wait, wait, I don't know. Wait, no, wait. I mean, weigh in on it because no, I mean, sure. again, we are we're coming from a, a male perspective. Um, Berean, right? Yeah, be a, dig in. Be a see, Berean, what you, right? see what you find out in scripture. Um, yeah. Well, the message was good though, but the Pharisees make Jesus real. So what else did you talk about? So, I mean, we talked about the authority of Jesus, the associations of Jesus, um, and just kind of those challenging questions to examine where do we question the authority of Jesus? You know, are there, and, and, I, and I think, and, and I should have unpacked this more. It's easy, you know, we're literally like Monday morning quarterbacking. Right. Um, you know, you give a message, you're like, ah, like maybe I should have teased this out a little bit better. Because I don't want it to be like where, oh, like there are some of you in the room who question, like, I think all of us have varying degrees of our, of our selves that we are in the process of submitting to the Lordship of Jesus. Does that make sense? Because I think as, as, we, as we continue in this relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. It's kind of like I'll, I'll 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 liken it to marriage, right? I've been it's in uh, eleven no in ten days that there'll be my sixteenth wedding anniversary with Nicole. Mm, awesome, right? Going on sixteen years in, I'm still learning things about my wife. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm still I'm still learning. Oh wow, like here's something I need to change in me to have a healthier marriage, right? I think in the same way, like as we walk with Jesus, uh, over over time, as we allow Holy Spirit to kind of illuminate our our inmost being, He will show us in different seasons. Hey, here's something that doesn't line up with right. with me as Lord. How about we root that out? Right. You know, but then maybe you know five years from now, there's something else because we're not. We're not static. It's it's not like this thing like, oh, we came into a relationship with Jesus, he transforms us in one fell swoop. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a it's a pride and, and I loved you know what you said earlier, right? Hey, maybe tomorrow Holy Spirit's gonna show me, hey, this is hey, something I need yeah. you to stop doing. Maybe I won't be wearing my hat backwards then. <laughs> you know, I mean I mean it's whatever. I mean and there's a it's it's fluid. It's I mean, it's always moving. So I hope it didn't come across like Oh, well, some of us in the room have it all figured out, and some of us, eh, like you don't. But I, I think there could be like a... I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. Because I think that sometimes you're, you all, everyone that goes up and preaches or brings a message, however you want to say it, I feel like is very pastoral and af- not afraid, but careful to tread softly when needed, right? And that's really important. Mm-hmm. I'm not that way. I, I, I try to be the best I can, I, yeah, but that's the thing. Like we talked about how, like, for instance, we, if you have a friend that you want, because here's the battle for me is like, how do you, and we've discussed this a little bit. How do you, how do you witness to someone about the testimony of what God has done in your life without making them feel bad? Mm. Because I don't want my friends that I talk to to feel bad, but you know what it is like? It's like trying to convince somebody who's dead set against country music. (laughs) 
that hates country music, right? That has hate, has no problem. Hate, hate might is, be too strong okay. of a word. Dislikes country music. <laughs> how do how do you how do you convince that person? You don't you don't beat them over the head with it. You just like every once in a while you just slip a little thing. You send them a song. You send them a song and be like, hey man, check this out. That's not quite. Not quite. Country. But then the next one's maybe a little, <laughs> a little more. more country. <laughs> and then a little more. And, and you tell that person, hey, you know, I enjoy hanging out with you. Because I do. And, and I think that you would really, this could, you know. And that's, that's been a valuable thing to me. Is because if you don't have a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. How can you speak in no, that? No, 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 I, I, would, I would agree with that. I would agree. And I mean, for me, right, you talk about that, you know, it's important to tread kind of carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the beauty is uh, with, with like our team here, right? So every Thursday we pray for our services. Um, you know, we, we, we do what we call sniper prayers. We probably didn't come up with the term. But it's like, hey, how can we pray for the message this week? Right. You know, whoever's bringing the message, how can we pray for it? And my my prayer this past Thursday that I asked, I said, hey, you pray pray that I don't go on tangents because mm-hmm. my bent and my wife has has lovingly encouraged me uh, in in this to to tread more carefully in the flesh. Uh, my bent is to not tread softly. Right. I'm ready to like bring the hammer. Like, so even things like, you know, we, we, we touched on and we didn't, we didn't, we didn't shy away from digging into it because we're afraid to talk about it, but it wasn't the main point of the message. But one right. of my fears was, you know, when we talked about sexuality. Oh yeah. Right. And, and I, I referenced, you know, in our culture, June is Pride Month. Um, I I know my natural bent is to go after that a lot harder. Right. But that wasn't the point of the message. So so right. my prayer was, hey, like I want Holy Spirit to communicate what I feel like his his overall message is. I don't want to get lost in the right in the weeds of this one tangent. But my natural bent is, let's, well, and like, let's, yeah. let's pound on this here for a while. <laughs> and I can speak to what the the change, and I understand what you're talking about, for sure. And I know, you know, we were in Milwaukee last weekend, right? Went and crawled, saw um, Chris Stapleton, which was awesome. He's country, by the way. <laughs> and George Strait, which we walked and, out. And, and, and we, we can we still be friends. Out. We, we can, can still, still be, be friends. friends. <laughs> we walked out early to avoid the masses because George, George Strait was the main. Anyhow, we went to Milwaukee, and it was Pride Week there, or whatever it was. And God's been really speaking to me about my ability to coexist and, and talk with people that are whether I don't care what color they are, I don't care what name they call God, I don't care what they want to wear or anything. That doesn't matter. And it's how I, so when we're walking around and it's Pride Week, you know, and um, we went into an establishment to do something and they had their had a rainbow thing up which really to me really um i've struggled with anger over mm-hmm. people using the rainbow because the rainbow is a promise 
you know, so that's our yeah, thing, I, right? right? Wait, which, I mean, if you look at it, right, how does the, how does the devil work, right? He, right. Take, he takes something God says and he twists it. Right. Right, so you've got, you've got, you've got the rainbow, which comes post-flood, which is God literally destroying all but eight people on the entire earth right. because they got so wicked. <laughs> and it's funny. And now it's, I mean, you, 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 you got to either laugh or you're going to cry. Right. Right. And now it represents something that right. may or may not have been part of the wickedness that right. led to, I, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but the thing is, is that for me, when I walked into that establishment, we were there to do something and I didn't do it mm. because I'm like, I'm not given... If you're going to support that, then you're not going to get a dime of my money. Well, it's not its not my money to begin with. It's his money, right? And regardless of the whole whatever, these, these people, there are people. Mm-hmm. There are children. They're sons and daughters of the because God made them. They're, they, they're I, I, theologically. I, I, okay, I don't want to well, step I wanna, in. Well, so theologically, I would say this, and some of this is a pet peeve. Right. Mine, and and you're not alone in this. So I'm not I'm not trying to single you out. Sometimes we reference all of humanity as as sons and daughters of God. Theologically, I would say that is incorrect. Being part of the family of God that happens okay. through salvation right. through right. through putting faith in Christ. Now, I would say they are all potential, potential. Okay. sons and daughters of God. So Jesus and died. I, I get what Jesus you're died for every single one of those people. Exactly. So who so, is it to, for me? To walk in and say, you know what, I'm not going to take what God has blessed me with financially. I'm not going to go in and share that and support this person who is a person who could be the next greatest revivalist Mm -hmm. because, but I'm going to be bitter about a rainbow. The rainbow sticker in the window. So that's a change that, you know, that God has placed upon my mind that I need to be but but here's the thing though but i'm not going to live in the lie either and this is the tension and again monday morning quarterback like i i wish i had unpacked that tension a little bit more uh but that's what the podcast is for (laughs) so on the one hand right right now we have followers of jesus who question the authority of god when it comes to sexuality you have churches that they, you typically hear them re- referred to as affirming churches. They actually they they totally greenlight LGBTQ. Like, hey, you can be in a same sex relationship and be a pastor at our church, and it's like, like you, you, those things aren't compatible. So so that's where you've got the authority. The authority means, hey, God says these things are are sinful, not compatible with a life following Jesus. That's living under the authority. Right. But then when it comes to the associations, which was that second half of the message, I think we've we've overcorrected to where there are some people, you know, in in church world. Maybe they come to Radiant Life, maybe they go to some other church. But if they were to see me at a pride parade mm-hmm. handing out bottles of cold water to people, they would automatically assume, oh. You agree. I, I can't agree. believe that you support those people. You know, you know what I mean? And that's where it's like, oh, no, like. You can love so, on so somebody. So there's, there's, this, mm. there's this tension. There's this tension because while, yes, we have to, we have to hold to the authority of, of Scripture, hold to the authority of what Jesus says, 
odds are the majority of these people aren't followers of Jesus. Ultimately, God holds them to that standard. Right. Yes. But I can't hold them to that standard because they haven't signed up for this thing. Right. No. I can't say, well, that's not what a follower of Jesus does. They're not a follower of Jesus. Right. They don't know. And the only Jesus they may ever see is you. Yes. And, and if, if I, I walk were... in there and be like, I'm not giving you any of my money. I'm going to sit here like a on a stump and I'm going to watch everybody else do it, you know. And and I'm and that's the thing where God, the Holy, Holy Spirit again said, look, dude, that person over there has a family, same as you do. Their family may look different than yours, but you know what? Is your family perfect? I've been divorced and remarried, you know. So the whole thing about the splinter and the, you know, why oh, yeah. am I why am I treating people or or what right do I have to discount or anything that that because Jesus loves that person, mm-hmm. right? Just as much as Jesus loves me. Mm-hmm. And I walked right by him too. So this person, no matter what they're doing, what they're living into or whatever, and I'm not saying get in there and sin with them. No, right? and, and that's, and where, that's, that, that's where that tension I'm is. Not, there is a line. There's right? a line. And, and that's where... <laughs> yeah, we could go a lot of yeah, we could go. with this. But, but I'm going to fly my colors too, right? Mm-hmm. And if somebody asks me what blue on black is, I'm going to tell them. Mm-hmm. What, you know, if they ask me, I'll tell them, right? And when I'm walking around Milwaukee... I'm flying my colors. <laughs> Which that's... I'm flying my colors. Right there, you know brother. what? That's, and I've uh... got and I've got my my service dog, and you've met her, right? <laughs> and anybody can say what they want to say about my service dog. She was a rescue just like me, mm. right? And she's got a tack vest. She's got a vest that she wears. She flies her colors too, right? She knows what her purpose is. Her purpose is to keep me calm and keep me safe. Mm-hmm. If you doubt that, come at me once. See what happens. She knows whose dog she is, belongs to. She knows who she she knows what her identity is. She's a dog, but she knows who what her identity is, right? So don't discount and that's the thing you talk about identities, isn't it? It's important to know what you, once you know what your identity is, then it doesn't matter what other people think mm-hmm. about it. But Jesus loves everybody no matter what. Mm-hmm. So where am I to say, I'm not going to sit down in your restaurant. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to share, the, the big thing, I'm not going to share with you what God's blessed me with. And I'm not going to, um, I'm going to walk on the other side of the street. I don't want to, you know. <laughs> A lady, a young lady helped me out the other day at a store, and I'm not going to say what one, because, but she had really flamboyant hair and was wearing a mask, which that's a whole other thing. And she had things to let us know that she had rainbows on, which whatever, you know. But she helped me, and I told her, you know, that she, that I really appreciated her helping me. And I made sure that she was the one that checked me out. Because before I would have avoided her, mm. right? That's not my call to make. Just like, and I love this in here in the worship center, the one, to have your one, mm-hmm. right? God, Holy Spirit has impressed upon me. I have my one. I have more than one. But when I look at that, when it says one, there's an every in front of it. Mm. Because who am I to decide there's one person. <laughs> it's not up to me to decide. 
right? Am I so worried about saving that one person that I'm stepping over everybody else that God's put in my path because I got to get that one, I got to get that one. No, everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone that I speak with that I run into is somebody that if the, you know, and I'm not saying, you, you know, when you can mm -hmm. or when you can't, but mm -hmm. I mean, but how dare I say that this girl that helped me out, you know, how well, dare I, I, not, I, I think, you know? I think we close the door to Holy Spirit sometimes because we automatically, oh, nope, not going to connect with this person versus that might be the very person that that's the reason Holy Spirit sent you to that store at that exactly. time to get that, you know, whatever, or wherever it is that you go, right? right? Like. But if we automatically close the door, oh, that person's wearing right. a enter political candidate's name here shirt. I'm not talking to that jerk. Right. You know, like, what? Like, come on. Come on. We close the door on Holy Spirit. And he's like, ah, you were actually the the seed that needed to be planted. Or you were the water to the seed that they already, ah. Here's the thing for me. And I guess disqualification. I listened to voices of disqualification all my life from the time I was eight years old until I listened to lies disqualifying mm -hmm. me from having the relationship that I have now. And the relationship is still growing. How dare I disqualify somebody else from having the experience with Jesus? <laughs> right. And the thing is, uh, and I get so my old man gets so angry, right? Mm -hmm. I don't watch the news anymore because I'm angry about things. I get anger. And righteous anger, but righteous anger can move into things that are not healthy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we like, the, the flesh likes to grab out of those things right. and, and run with them. But here's another thing that my flesh, that that the Holy Spirit's working on me with, makes me so righteously angry that we are taking the treasure that God has blessed our country with, which whether you like how things are in our country, we still live on the best country in the country in the world, right? But, but. Our government, which is us, whether you believe it or not, <laughs> is sending our treasure billions upon trillions of dollars to enforce the border of another country or multiple countries. If you look at where our money goes to, right? That in me, even as we sit here, builds righteous anger in me because I believe that that is wrong. Mm. I believe that we're a country built on laws. And I believe that our southern border, our borders of our country should be secured and that's not because i care about the the people don't care about the, the the citizens in ukraine that are suffering and and the citizens in russia that are suffering because war hurts a lot of people mm -hmm. and and, and, but and usually people, usually people that don't have anything don't to do have with the war I mean, that's <laughs> right. usually that's the people the that pay the price so so we have this war going on and we, around the world even before this war, we've been Jordan, all this money goes to secure their borders, but we don't seem to want to secure our own. Whatever, whatever side of that debate you can be on is fine, right? But for me, it got me so, it would get me so mad, mm. right? Because, but here's the thing. The, the one minute that I, that I looked at the news and they said something about 80,000 illegal immigrants cross the border on one day and they're like, hey, everybody's griping about this and that and the other. And I, believe me, I understand that people coming across our southern border are enemy. There's people that want to do our country harm. So, coming, so, acro okay. coming okay. across the border. But some of them. Some of some. them. I mean, probably the vast majority are not that type of person. But here's the thing, though. 
my old man mm. was like, no, you know, no grace. Put the wall up. Make them come through the way they're supposed to. And that's righteous because that's the law. However, there are enemy combatants coming over, people that want to do our country harm, because there are. And, but there's thousands upon thousands of people that are coming across the border because they're running from evil. Mm-hmm. Because if you know what happens in South America, I mean, if the cartel runs the place, right? Yeah, car- they cartels do. are not known for their humanitarian no. uh, benefits. So if you don't do if you don't do what they say, you could end up hanging. Your family could end up hanging on an overpass or whatever. That's true. That's true life. If you don't know, that's it. So how am I able to talk to Jesus and say I love everybody, but yet not have a heart for the people that are crossing the border? You know, eighty thousand people come to ex- to escape that, and there's some that are going to hurt us. But you know what? Of them, eighty thousand. How much? They're, they're drawn to a place where, at least for now, they can go to a church. They can hear the same thing that I heard. Well, and they can <laughs> receive that. because and, and they wouldn't possibly had even had that chance to even be alive if they stayed mm-hmm. where they were at. So how dare I get upset over people coming to, you know, it's no different than if I was living in a place where I was under constant, you know, something's going to have to change. And if I got to go somewhere, then I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to go somewhere. You know, yeah. so why? And, and it's all about, you know, my, my thought of how do I react to what I'm seeing on the news? Am I angry at the person? I'm not. I, I can't be angry at the person who is fleeing mm. evil because guess what? They're closer to Jesus. If, if they can talk to it, you know, because... Maybe they can't get that, and they might not be alive if they stay where they're at to get the news. But on top of that, too, right? Like maybe, and again, this isn't to get into like an immigration debate or anything <laughs> like that. But but maybe you're one of those people that you've you've got the T-shirt, like put up a wall, and that's the T-shirt that you wear, right? How much time do you spend on your knees praying for the cartel members? Yeah, I'm just saying, right? Like, I mean, if you, you're trying to keep you're trying to keep people out while they're trying to flee from evil. Uh, are you dedicating any time to pray for those people that are committing the evil that makes the people want to leave their country? Right. right. I don't know. And do you, I mean, are you so, for me, and this is me, I'm not trying to put my sin on anybody else, right? Because this is, this is what God is dealing with me in my life. Accept the people, you know, you have an opportunity to, to talk to people about Jesus, right? And it doesn't matter if it's a guy that has dressed up how he wants to dress, you know, because that's where that individual is right now. Mm. And if that person is willing to listen to what anything, if they're willing to listen to, you know what, Jesus loves you, right? And that may change everything for that person. Well, I say we, we get mad at the drag queens. We, we get right. mad at the cartel members. Well, guess 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 what the one thing is that would, will totally yeah. transform the drag queen. Guess what's the one thing that's going to totally transform the cartel you know leader? Right. It's it's the transforming power of Jesus. Right. I mean, like that's and that's <laughs> and you can't even you know you can't even fathom it. And here's another thing you know that I in Milwaukee that I grabbed a hold of, Alice Cooper. Oh yeah, school's off for summer, bro. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't know that he has such a great testimony for Jesus Christ, Alice Cooper of all people. So if 
you know, and that's the thing. I was sitting in the hotel room with my dog because Ash went out with her friends and I'm not, I'm like, I need some time. Right. So I'm hanging out with my dog in the hotel room and I'm watching Alice Cooper and like, what a voice for Jesus Christ. Mm. Alice Cooper is right. (laughs) But who does he reach? He's not reaching my grandmother. Mm. Right. Because he's not, but he is going to reach people. And that's where we've talked about the truth is the truth is and and God will use because he's the author of truth. Mm -hmm. So no matter where the truth comes from. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's what we've used here. I think it's from St. Augustine. All truth is God's truth. Right. So if it's Alice Cooper or if it's whoever it is, he'll use whoever, you know, that he needs to to get him. And I just feel like me. I'm not putting my sin on anybody else, but for me in my life, that was something the Holy Spirit said, you need to correct that, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like I could go out on a limb and say, there's probably a lot of us that need to mm-hmm. do, need to, because mm-hmm. otherwise, why are we here? If it's not, if we're truly believe that Jesus saved us and God saved us and the Holy Spirit is here, then our purpose is to go, right? Where we work, live, and play, right? That's what we say. Mm-hmm. But where is that? And who is that? You know? And and it's not just the people like us. No. <laughs> and, and, but you have to build relationships with people and be nice. Mm-hmm. Be understanding. You know, and I, you know, even with people like in my family, people that I know, people, you know, there's people that are on opposite sides of things. You know, and we have discussions, but I can sit down and have a discussion with someone a lot easier now. And I still, there's things, you know, I'm still a human being, but God has impressed upon me that I need to be a kinder, a kinder gentler version when, need, when needed, when needed to, to just love on people, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the cop in Milwaukee, right, that's standing there in the corner. And you just walk up to them and you like, hey, you let them know who you are first and let them know who you are first. And I would, I would caution anybody. If you're not part of the family, you probably ought not to. Mm-hmm. Because there's evil that people are looking for all the time. And if you're going to go up and be nice to a police officer, you better make sure that you're coming from the front and make sure that they know that you don't have anything in your hands because evil's real to them guys. Mm-hmm. Right. And but, what, is, but what, is, what, is, what does evil do? Evil targets good. Right. Because if I can take out the good, <laughs> right. And that's evil, the thing. Evil has yeah. free reign. So, and, the, and, and just be, be cognizant of, of, of who you're approaching, but you know, they hear, all these lies, and and I, and I will say, in my opinion, the Book of Titus says that we're supposed to submit to the magistrates, and the you know God's put laws in place, mm-hmm. and God has allowed laws to be in place. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement has swore an oath to uphold the law that God put in place. So as far as I'm concerned, they're ordained ministers, whether they're saved or not. That's my position. That can be totally doctrinally wrong. But those guys, men and women, are ordained. They're ministers to people. And they are they are a tangible expression of that. You know, we talked real. about the character of God. Justice. They are a oh, tangible yes. expression of that characteristic of our Heavenly Father. Right. They they are the, the the physical arm of justice. What part of? Yeah, you know, I mean the justice system is is 
you know, is broader than just the law enforcement officers, but they are a, a critical part yes. of that. So, And they're hurting. Mm-hmm. When, 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 uh, when the only, uh, and I'll, uh, when the only person that cares to inf- about enforcing the law is the one that risks everything to enforce the law, and everybody, this is my opinion, nobody else's, but when from the boots on the ground, we love each other, we'll fight for each other, right? And we're the ones that are enforcing the law. And then from every step above that, when nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And when I say nobody cares, I mean laws aren't being, I mean, the, the guys that are going through the door care about enforcing the law. Really? They do. But the other thing, the reason why they're going through that door is because I wouldn't go through that door if it wasn't for the guy next to me. Because he's not going by himself, right? But when when you risk your life to battle evil and you submit all these things to the echelons above you, and that part is not receiving and it's broke. You know, we got prisons that are full. We can't put everybody in a prison yet. I get it. But, but how demoralizing it is for warriors to go to battle for you, for your community, and then to do just like I did to Jesus and have people spit on there. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you tell me, you know, current events, how well, and police officers are human beings. Mm-hmm. Police officers make mistakes. But I would challenge you to find out how many mistakes are made by them compared to the general population. But I will tell you this. If we don't start treating our cops better and taking care of them and their families, somebody else is going to have to enforce the law. Because I'll tell you this. I would never recommend that any of my kids go into law enforcement mm-hmm. again. I would never. Because we've sacrificed enough. We've done enough. That's not our calling on my family anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm not willing to... At this point, tell one of my kids, put on a vest, go risk your life to enforce a law that nobody else cares about. That's how I feel. That's my opinion. It's my opinion only. But I'll tell you what, when you got guys, men and women, that have to defend lives, property, and everything else, and they're getting spit upon, but you know what? I did the same thing to Jesus because mm-hmm. he risked everything for me, right? And he suffered for me. So I don't know what my family's calling is going to be, but I think it's going to be something to do with supporting mm-hmm. because because we know what it means and mm-hmm. we can talk to them. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know you do that. You're in there as well, right? Helping out with stuff. But I really know, you know, you can't, unless you know it, unless you've been there, You'll never be. It's like, you know, you want to do something nice for a police officer, you know, take them, you know, hey, let's take a dozen donuts down there to the to the Sturgis PD or whatever and give them donuts. Right. If they don't know you, the donuts are going to the trash. Right. You say, hello, what you put in those donuts, bro? Like, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, so, I mean, the best thing that the best thing that, that someone could do to bless a police officer is to read this and do what it says. Mm. because if you do this, we're not going to have to come to your house. Honestly, you know, and people make mistakes and not to say that 
because I know families have issues. You know, things happen, right? But especially people that believe, that are Christians, right? That believe if, if they would really think about what this says and handle their own business at home. And the, the basic analogy I can say is this. So you got a trooper that pulls off the side of the road and he's supposed to do a job. He's supposed to be visible. He's supposed to run traffic. So he pulls off the road and he's sitting there and he's worked so 12-hour shifts for three days in a row, hasn't really talked to his wife, hasn't talked to his kids. He's been running from complaint to complaint. But his supervisor wants him to sit on M66, right, and get, get traffic in. So he sits there. He pulls in, sits down, picks up his cell phone. He's going to call home. Here comes a car over the hill. Two cars back. Here's somebody that's in a hurry. Pulls out and just hauls by him over 80 miles an hour passing the other two cars and then you're like oh I got discretion I'm gonna call my wife because I'm gonna call my wife I haven't talked to her right or I'm gonna do my devotion that I haven't had because there's warriors are warriors but they a lot of us do read devotions mm -hmm. so you're sitting down to spend your time with God and this person comes around at 80 miles an hour passing two cars whatever and you're like I'm gonna let him go I'm going to use discretion, and I'm going to let that person go. He saw me. You know, I'm going to let him go. Well, the next two cars come by throwing their hands up in the air because you're there for a reason, and they know that you know that that guy <laughs> went by. So, you, all right, got to put my phone down. I'm now going to put aside, and people can say, well, you shouldn't be on the phone anyways. You know what? <laughs> you work 12 hours straight and not call your wife. So you spin on that car. You make a traffic stop. Right, which, by the way, is the most dangerous thing that a police officer can do, is make a traffic stop. So you've went from calling your wife for the first time that you've talked in a while to making a traffic stop, which is the most dangerous thing. So now you're thinking about be calm, polite, and courteous, but have a plan to kill everybody in the car, because if you want to go home, that's what you get. That's what you got to think, right? So as you pull over to walk up to the car, there is. A sticker on the back window with their church affiliation and there is there is a the, the fish you know the fish the Jesus symbol you know you know when I'm walking up when I used to walk up it's a flying fish so then I come up to the window and I you know I had the routine or the trooper the trooper has his routine and goes through the routine you know why I stop you blah blah you know well and here comes if you're going 80 miles an hour, you shouldn't be driving a car. If you've lost track of your speed, and you've lost track of your speed and you're doing 80, then you probably shouldn't be driving a car. <laughs> because you're not Dale Earnhardt, right? You're not. And you may not maintain your vehicle the way that they do in NASCAR. 66 is not Talladega, right? <laughs> and, and it's funny, but yet the thing of it is is that you have gone against I mean the laws are there for a reason mm -hmm. so you've got this guy you've cut him away from spending time with his family so here he is and on top of that he's going to give you a break because he does if you're over doing over 80 in my back when I was doing it you earned it at that point mm -hmm. so you get 80 and a 55 is what you would get from me but there's grace you know everybody cuts and then you're going to talk about how well do you know so and so you know try to use connections within the community to get out of get out of the penalty for what you did 
that rubs rubs so wrong with guys. And it should. It should. That's the idol. But that's but that's but the blessing that you could do is don't do that. Because because that has basically really taken the one break that that guy had. If you want to do something, don't make him stop what he's doing to deal with you, right? And then on top of that, let's double click on that a little bit. Let's say you go down the road. Let's say you let's say let's say you are in a hurry and you cross that double center and you can't see. You can't see the crotch rocket that's coming 120 on the other side of the hill, which he shouldn't be doing that either, but he ends up going through your windshield, right? I got to go to that. Mm. I got to pick up the pieces, right? Literally. 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 And if you don't think that that messes with somebody's head, Mm. you know, so the most generous, kindest thing that you could do is from a distance, wave and say, we love you, man. We love you. Thank you for your service and walk away. But when you get in your car, don't don't be an idiot. Don't Don't be an idiot. idiot. (laughs) And I mean, it gets me wound up and I get emotional about it because people as in general, I would think, don't really understand how fragile life is. And once, once you understand, once God makes it apparent to you, how fragile life is, you look at things differently, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, sin has a consequence for everybody involved, mm-hmm. not just the person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you have to, you know, and, and not to keep rambling about it, but, you know, sin has a consequence and, and you, you may unwittingly, even though you're not, and I know nobody wants to you know, and I'm not trying to accuse anybody of doing anything wrong. I'm just trying to explain to you how to be a blessing to people mm-hmm. that are, are doing it. And it's like, you know, when when you unintentionally do something, even if, you know, there's laws for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, and if you end up hurting yourself or somebody else and a law enforcement officer has to deal with that, there's long-term ramifications, not only for your family, if you hurt one of your loved ones, or hurt somebody else's loved ones, but you got to understand that the the law enforcement guys that have to deal with that, the fire guys that have to deal with it, the dispatchers that have to take the call, right? That's something. If and if we could get that message out mm-hmm. somehow, then that would be awesome for a lot of people. Because that would change, you know, because if if you got time to go out and and uh, you, you don't want to hurt other people, you know, with your with your with your mess. Right. And and this is the one, you know, if nothing else, if that's impactful for people, mm. that's important because, no, that's good. You know, that's a change that you could make that would that law enforcement would be like, yeah, because there would be a huge difference. Mm. You know, if 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 everybody would listen and I'm not saying, because have I ever gone over 55? Absolutely, I have, right? <laughs> I mean, people make mistakes. and But the thing is, is that I have the knowledge now to, to understand what, what is going on, you know. And I think that that would be very helpful for others to understand. And how, how, how could you bless somebody other than not putting them through that? 
So, so greater <laughs> reflections, viewers, listeners. Uh, I hope you uh, heed La Barba here, and uh, that's our challenge that we extend to you here today. There we go. But uh, hey, I have no idea. Like normally in the studio, we have a timer. I have no oh, idea we how long we're going. Um, I'm hoping that my phone is still recording us. That I haven't like exhausted. Bro, it's two o'clock. Two o'clock. I don't remember when we started. Like twelve thirty. <laughs> twenty o'clock. <laughs> So this might be the longest episode in history. We'll see. Uh, if it recorded. If it didn't. It was well, fun. Well, then nobody's actually listening to me or watching yeah. us right now. So you got but, more material for next, <laughs> next time you preach, I guess. Oh. But hey, uh, if this did manage to record, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, it's been awesome to have LaBarba here. Uh, we encourage you, as always, to like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all those things that we talk about. Uh, not because we want to have more views. Uh, <laughs> But because if this blesses you, uh, we want you to extend the blessing to those in your sphere of influence. Absolutely. This has been episode 34 with Josh and Josh, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next time. (laughs) We'll pause awkwardly. I like this. Because now Haley can (laughs) Haley's like, come on, man. What time is it? You said it was going to be a couple hours, didn't you? Is it done? Yeah.